horrible story happened. There was a Beisiako girl, a Frum girl, and she was abducted, and she ended up being the wife of a Gaiusha king. Hashem sometimes takes people leading their lives, they expect their lives to go in a certain way, and everything changes. And then when there was Xera to kill the whole Klal Yisrael, Mordechai HaTzadik calls or WhatsApps Esther and says, listen, you know, you're there for a reason. She was there for a few years, four or five years, and it's horrible. And she says, you know, I don't know if I can do this. And Mordechai says, Mi oidea im kazois, he got lamalchus. Who knows if for this type of situation, for this type of opportune time, is the reason why you became the queen. We see parents, wonderful parents. We see kids, sweet, wonderful kids growing up. And then they get thrown into situations that we never thought could be possible. Like all of you parents and your kids. And then you look a couple years later, and you see these parents now are doing Hashem's work of saving this child. And then they save through that the child's friends. And they start befriending all these kids. They look at them differently. They go out at night. We have one of the TP parents goes at night to the 7-Eleven in Muncie. And he just chills with them. And he's makar of them. And we have families that end up having like a Chabad home. Where they have multiple kids that one day they're going to watch them walk down to the Chuppah Kadas Maishavi Yisrael because of their effort. They're so easy to save. We have the medicine, and it's our pleasure and our pride to go and save. It's painful, but we could save all of them. And for the parents that are out there, you look at the, the chances to do so much mitzvahs, and then we hear from these kids how there was a kid, Mamash, last week that saved the life of another soul. And that never would have happened if they weren't thrown down into such a horrible matzav. This neshama was thrown out of Beis Yaakov, out of Frumkite, into a life of drugs and got herself clean. And then there was a friend that overdosed and she saved this neshama's life. There are lives that are at stake and there are lives that need to be saved. Miyadeya imla'es kazois, he got to wherever you got to. Maybe that's why we're here. We don't know the story of souls. We don't know why, like I told you kids, why does this brother have a brother like this? I don't know, but we know that we are Gilgulim. We're here to make a tikkun. We know that there is a purpose, and we know that there are no accidents. It means it's bashert for this family, this mommy, this daddy, this brothers, these sisters, the brother-in-laws, the aunts, uncles, everybody, to have this opportunity in the family for our tikkun. And we can't forget that. We can't forget the schar, which we're not going to go through the whole thing right now, of the Zaira Kaddish and all of the, the Torah that says the schar for trying to save a soul is bigger than anything you can do for Hashem. We're not going to go through the Avera, the terrible, terrible Xeris that come on someone who ignores Mibsarcha al-Tasalam. It's a lav and it's, there, there's a lot of bad stuff by ignoring your family member in pain. Forget about all of that. The opportunity that we must have and the whole thing is just to open up our hearts, not be judgmental. Is our default. Is our default to judge favorably. 
like I told you family, the Kedusha Slevi, that says that the way we judge other people is the way we are going to be judged by Hashem, which is incredible. It's put into our hands. The Sefarim Akhtayshim say it's put into our hands, our judgment. So you could have two people do the same sin, and one is judged harshly and the other one with more mercy, because this person judged other people harshly and said, what's the matter? Why can't they just change the whole thing? You know, all of the harsh stuff. And this one looked with kindness. And who looked like kindness on all these people? All the tzaddikim. They never yell at us when we go to them. They didn't say, get out of my room, you big balavera. And all the tzaddikim always took in everybody and shined their light. And that was the derech of tzaddikim, as it's brought down from the Balshamtiv. Hatzadik Hagadol Biyoser, the greater the level of a tzadik, Yachol Lehoiv could love Harasha Hagadol Biyoser, the greater the Russia. The exact opposite of human nature and in the rest of the world. In our world, right, let's say I'm not really into sports, but who is the who hates the Yankees the most? You. The Met fans? No, I think Boston, right? Boston hates Yankees, right? Mets or Boston, right? So people think that to show how much of a, a Met fan I am or a Boston fan, that means I have to hate the Yankees more. The more that I love something, the more I hate the opposite. But the tzaddikim are able to love Hashem on the highest level, but part of being strong in Avodah Hashem, not weak, not liberal, not because I don't really care. I really care. We would die for Hashem. But part of our Yiddishkeit, authentic Yiddishkeit, is to shower those who are struggling with love. That's why the Baal Shem Tov said it, the Chazanish said it, and by raising royalty, and you'll have 400 more tzaddikim who said it. Litish, Chasidish, Sfardim, doesn't matter. Authentic Torah is, Nabuch, I feel so bad that you're struggling, and I'm going to save you. And how? Not by talking, certainly not by threatening, Nobody comes back from threats. Nobody get better from threats. Only through extra love. Kavid v'yididus, Rav Gershon Edelstein coined the phrase, Kavid and yididus, I mean, mechabed you, I respect you. We're friends. So that changes everything. That's the medicine and the only medicine that works. Very rare that you have so many tzaddikim saying, I only have one choice, only one medicine. But that's what, the Baal Shem Tev said, achas yeshli bavurech. I have one Eitzah. That's what the Chazanish said. That's what Reb Gershon Every All of them say the same thing. Nothing else works. So we have to be very strong, very focused, that anything that's going to increase the love, even if it's temporarily difficult for us, and it looks like acceptance, and acceptance looks like, I accept, why should they ever get better? It's medicine. And that's what we focus on, and that's what we learn. But the chizuk that I want to give to all the parents that are suffering is, Mi idea, he got to where you got to. Who knows? Must be that you're in the situation for a reason. Make the best of it. I, I always say that, you know, a lot of people in the beginning of TPM, those who were on, on the Zoom on Sunday, we had new parents and, the guy was really just expressing how ashamed he is to walk in the street, how ashamed he is, you know, and, and therefore it's ruining the relationship with his daughter because he keeps on saying, you're going to go like that, you're going to go out like that, like so much criticism and criticism. And it, it is very painful. It was actually so nice. I was so proud to be with involved with such people on the call, on the Zoom call, 
one of the, there was a, a chesidish father there that walked out with his daughter in Muncie in the chesidish neighborhood without wearing a lot of clothes. Now, by the way, it's, it's not even two years and she's Baruch Hashem Shem Shabbos already. She's really doing great. But he, I said, I need you, I need you. And he was there and he gave a lot of chizuk. And then afterwards, two people called me and said, give them our, give them my number if they need mentoring, they, they need help. They were so touched. We have such a great group of people and you should all help other people. And it's a big schos and Mitzvah Shem, you all get there. But you're already there. You already, you already know more than the people who are yelling and screaming and fighting and criticizing and everybody has to help. Everybody else. So me there, we don't know, but we believe that if you ended up in a bad place, in a place that you don't want to be, in a place that seems like it's horrible and horrific and full of tumma and horrible stuff, there's a reason. There is a reason. So make sure that when everybody looks at you, they're looking at you anyway. The neighbors already knew before you did that you had a problem. So give them something to talk about and walk out with your arm around your kid, with pride. You do it one time, and you go around the block three times, and then you never have to look over your shoulder again. Yes, everybody, I got one of these. I got one of these beautiful, sweet, struggling neshamas that went through tsar and is confused with who knows what, and Hashem entrusted me, like the Skalena Rebbe's Chus said, Hashem entrusted you with this neshama. Entrusted you with this neshama. Many years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, if someone had a, a special needs child, they used to give them away. They were worried it's going to affect Shaduchim. They didn't want it. Well, the whole thing, right? Now they don't. Now they don't. Now we know you go to that special needs, the Down syndrome for a bracha. I was by a shul and the Rav had more than one kid that's that way. And I went over and I asked the kid for a bracha. I didn't see the Rav. And the Rav just turned the turned the corner and, and, and the kid's hands, heads, hands were on my head and I asked him for a bracha. I put his hands on my head. He said, Oh, you understand. Now we look at them holy neshamas that were created that way. I know it's hard to believe somebody who is involved in so much sin and dysfunction is a holy neshama, but maybe that's the test because we learn it in the Svarim Akdashim, especially Chabad, focus on mamish and everybody's a and Hashem maybe wants us really to believe it in our kishkes. And we see it. As soon as we're stopping nice, as soon as we start doing what we need to do, we turn those the vicious, angry snake into a loving, sweet... You start to see the kid that you once had, Midos, and you start seeing sweetness. And you start seeing a good kid who's just struggling. And when you go to someone who's struggling and you're rough and tough with them, it makes them go sugar. It, it literally makes them, we have kids who, who bang their head in the wall. We have kids who cut themselves. And when I went to Gershon Edelstein's Zatzal, he was about a hundred years old or 90. He was very old. Look at the video. And with clarity, I asked him, and what about mental illness? And right away, he said something which, <laughs> it's so hard to understand. He said, a child feels, so that's why they're mentally ill. A child feels, I don't have parents that love me, that like me. And I'm thinking, yeah, but what about the whole world, which is full of mental illness? Look at the psych wards. Look at everything. It all comes from that. So I could tell you that, yes, there are some people never suffering from mental illness. But from a 1,000 TP kids that were stamped with all kinds of terrible mental illness, if they feel they have mom and dad, you'll see it goes away with time. If they have trauma, they have PTSD, yes, it looks like a lot of stuff. 
but there is nobody that is more mentally ill, more suicidal, more acting crazy, more craving crazy stuff than someone who doesn't believe in themselves and doesn't have a will to live. And there's nothing that destroys a kid more than mom and dad. When I started counseling, guiding parents, I thought that there's a lot of parts of this sugya. There's a lot of parts. One part is how the parents should deal with the kid. And that's what I'm going to guide you on. How you, because you don't know what to do when the kid comes home. So I'm going to guide you. And I thought that's, let's say, 10% of the effect on the kid. And at least the parents should have shalom bias, not be fighting with each other, and know what to do. The more that I'm doing this, you have the most control over the kid. The only thing that's left after we're done is the actual trauma that the kid went through, just like a kid who gets hit by a car that they could have broken legs, a broken spine, whatever that is. They're dealing with their trauma. They're dealing with their own life's problems. But you're not a part of the problem anymore. And then you become a support system. And then when they go to therapy, it's not spending five years or 10 years. I felt homeless. I didn't know what to do. And I didn't know where to go. And my parents don't like me. And it's in the name of Torah. So I hate Torah. And I hate God. And I hate the community. We have Jewish kids floating all around the universe. Floating. Most TB parents are home. Once you get the, the needle in, they're going to be home. Almost all of And they're all welcome home. And we still have some that we got to crack through the wall. But look around, a thousand kids, 98%, 99% are home. Why? Because they want to be home. And if they say, I don't want to be home, and I don't want, whatever they say in a situation of pain is coming from pain. Because if they had no pain from the bris or the kiddush when they were born, until now, we wouldn't have any of these problems. And your job is to lower the pain. And once you look at them like that and you realize what your job is, is just to open your arms, close your brain, open your heart, and just love. And just show, I like you. I care about you. And you should be going out there. This is a call to action. There's hundreds of kids in the parks and the lakes Friday night. They're all together and they're, they feel like we hate them. And we have thousands of us in the community every Friday night. Everybody should go, go out and just show them I like you and schmooze with them. And then after a few times, you'll bring them food and then you'll invite them for a meal. They don't bite. They're puppies. They're not animals. They're, they're puppies. And when you're nice to them and you show them that I understand you and I don't look down at you, I don't think I'm better than you. That's what it means. I don't think I'm better than you. I don't want to come back in the next Gilgal as one of them. And nobody else does either. Somebody who went through trauma and pain, someone who's away from the derech of the family, who drops out of high school. They're not on a path, right? Some people call it, I don't, I don't argue with what other people say because it's, I'm sure they, they mean more, but some people say they're on their own derech. No, they are not on any derech. They're off, off derech. They're off, they're, they're off road. They don't have a way. They're lost. And, and who's going to bring them back? Your love and all their friends. And maybe that's why Hashem gave you this situation as parents and as children who go through pain. The only way to make sense of the pain that you're going through is to use your experience to help other people. There's no bigger schuss than that.